In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. While your bulletin shows that John Burris will be preaching, my name is Katherine Harper. John is ill tonight and unable to be here, much to his chagrin. So hello at home, John. I know he's watching us. So what I'll talk to you about for a few moments tonight is based on what John wrote, because he had written a sermon, he was very excited to get home to see you. And as I got to experience the early, earlier nativity pageant as well, I have some of my own thoughts to weave in. So think about a nativity pageant you have seen. Now, if you're here for the five o'clock service, you probably were not here at three o'clock. It was a little more chaotic. Um, you're squished now. It was really squished earlier. But maybe the nativity pageant that you have seen most recently would be the Charlie Brown special. If you work with the staff at St. Stephen's, we have a deep gift of um, putting on a nativity pageant for our preschool children in these rooms in the hallway. Or maybe your kids have been in the nativity pageant here at St. Stephen's in that three o'clock slot and now you've graduated to getting to come a little bit later in the afternoon. Whichever mindset puts you into that space of the retelling of the promise fulfilled of God, of the coming of the Messiah, Jesus, who would bring comfort, knowledge, salvation. Whatever that story looks like in your head, I want to paint a couple of pictures of what stands out to me this year in that story. So as I sat in one of these seats right here on the very front, these fantastic seats that you lucky folks are in, I heard tales, children standing right here, reading from scripture, speaking of prophecy. I heard the word comfort. I heard the word prepare. I heard the word knowledge. You see, when we enter into the story of the birth of Jesus, when Jesus comes, there is comfort. When Jesus comes, we must be prepared to welcome the baby. And Jesus brings us knowledge and understanding, affirmation of what has been told of old. And yet, I also saw in these small children coming down the aisle, shepherds walking very quickly and not sure. See, before there were risers here, right? So you had these little children, like a six-year-old boy, dressed as a shepherd hurrying around the corner on a mission. I saw angels waiting, sitting up here near where Mary B is. One angel, I won't name her. <laughs> a little bit bored looking, waiting. Angels waiting. The angels waiting to share the good news. Other angels were whispering to each other, right? We can't help but be excited to tell the story and be in the story. There were other smaller angels yawning, 
One was crying. Then she threw her halo down. <laughs> Another was lost. I think one of the beasts of burden was lifting up one of our beautifully needle-pointed kneelers. If you've been in the church before and know about the care that goes into these kneelers, you know that I thought, oh, please be careful with that kneeler. <laughs> A donkey was sticking her head almost through the, the rails of the altar. Curious. Curious. All of those ways are the ways we come into the story of Jesus. In the preschool, we, we have the kids go from room to room and, and a narrator asks each time, okay, who in this room is a donkey? Who in this room is a shepherd? Maybe there's a sheep. And some kids will raise their hands depending on how they've dressed. Maybe they dressed as Mary. So when the question, are you Mary? They'll raise their hand or Joseph. One of the questions that John had rolling around in his head and heart, and maybe he'll preach this sermon next year, who knows? <laughs> the question that John was, was wondering about in this story, when we find ourselves in this nativity story, who are you and where are you in this timeless story of faith? You see, because this story of change welcomes all of us. We all face different spaces of change in our lives. And maybe we come into that space of change excited or bored or weeping. Who are you and where are you in this timeless story of faith? As the kids move from room to room from the the fields where the angel shares the holy message from the wise men to the manger. In each space, these children experience the tangible aspects of welcoming Jesus. They see the manger. That is where we lay the baby. Maybe it's a little bit itchy, maybe it's a little bit soft. But our youngest and even we see the ways that we make room in our hearts to prepare for the Lord. So who are you and where are you in this timeless story of faith? It's important to remember in this story, as you heard retold from Luke, there's movement, there's journey, there's a becoming, there's an evolution. There are ups and there are downs and disappointments. And yet every year when we come to this place, or maybe you're visiting and this is not your, this is your first time here, when we come to Christmas Eve, we come back to the birth story in a different way, hearing different things. And that's why we keep telling the story, to listen for what stands out today and for where our name is being called in this story. You see, the story that we hear told 
is that of incarnation. It's the promise that God will dwell with us in the flesh. And it's the continuation of that old promise from more than 2,000 years ago. We come and revisit the fulfillment of that promise even now. At the end of the gospel according to Matthew, at the very end, Jesus is talking about the last days. And he tells a story. And he says, when I was in prison, you visited me. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. The disciples, much like sometimes I feel confused, and they're like, wait, what are you talking about? When did this happen, Lord? We didn't see you. And Jesus says, whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. How did you welcome that little one who was lost? How did you care for that one who was hungering? When we see the suffering and pain of this world, and when we respond to those who are hurting and alone, that is a moment of incarnation. We encounter the living Christ. And so as you ponder who you are and where you are in your timeless story of faith, are you hurting? Is someone next to you, in front of you, who is hurting in your life? May Christ be known to you. May Christ be known to those around you who are in deep need, even when we cannot see that need around us. So that's more of an outward, visible sign of incarnation, right? Thinking about Christ with us and an encounter with the living Christ. There are also ways that we prayerfully feel Christ alive and inspiring us. Richard Rohr wrote lately, It is no use saying that we are born 2,000 years too late to give room to Christ. Nor will those who live at the end of the world have been born too late. Christ is always with us always asking for room in our hearts. Both of those views, the inward and spiritual view and the, the embodied perception of Jesus are necessary both for the Christmas miracle to be real, to be bearers of the good news to the community we must show up and offer care and compassion, listen, laugh, and sit with those who are suffering. In the beautiful language of the Apostle Paul in Romans, he writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship but to present ourselves, we must make room in our hearts to receive the gift of the incarnate God. 
That's not always easy, is it? Like, I can say the words, but the instructions aren't really, really clear. But sometimes we watch how the children do it. A little child will lead us. We watch as one child reaches out to the other, here, come sit next to me. Or picks up the halo that one has thrown down. It's the gifts of those around us sometimes who remind us that we too are worthy to receive the gift of the incarnate God. And so back to that question of where or who are we in this timeless story of faith? Are you an angel? Not always. Are you a shepherd? Sometimes. Joseph or a, a wise person from the east? Or maybe the bearer of the star? Perhaps we are the innkeepers making space to invite those who are in need and suffering, to make room for the Christ child being born again, to usher in the kingdom of God. And so, my friends, may the heavens rejoice as we sing this night, Hosanna in the highest, as we sing joy to the world, for the Lord has come. Amen.